The Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ. Interact with the show on Twitter at Hawkeye Huddle and at Hawkeye Huddle 2. And hello again, everybody. Welcome to the Hawkeye Huddle. Here on 1700 The Champ. All right, we have Jake Green Jr. with you. Hopefully. It wouldn't be a new football season if we didn't have a little bit of fun uh, with our equipment right, right as the season starts. But uh, in any case, we'll turn ourselves down. You know how they always say when turn your radio turn down. Turn radio down. That's right. Uh, Dave Green Jr., Brett Ridge with you for a 16th season here on the Hawkeye Huddle 1700, the champ, of course, and around the world at thehawkeyehuddle.com. And, uh, David? Hi, Brett. What we've done over the last two years is we decided we would wait for our hyperbole until right before the season starts. Right, correct. And we we did not we do not hype the do the hype of uh, we used to we used to we start uh, right after media day. And we found that there was plenty of talk going on, and uh, you know basically all you had was to talk about a few players here and there. Here we are. It's game week. Hawks ready to start things off Saturday night. Miami of Ohio, uh, Miami University, I guess, and uh, of Ohio one way or the other in Kinnick Stadium, Fox Sports One uh, at six thirty. Looks like it might be rainy. We'll see about that. We're gonna we're gonna go the other direction on that. Hope that that's wrong, right? Well, now. if there's a sixty percent chance of rain, there's a forty percent chance that it won't. That it won't. And really, that's a hundred percent chance of rain in sixty percent of the places. Correct. So as long as it's rain at Kinnick Stadium, right? So it could be sixty percent. Right. It either will or it won't. Either way, I'm pretty sure you and I will be sitting there. You I and will. I, we'll be sitting there one way or the other, watching Iowa play Miami. And uh, it's it's a season um, that they're going to kick off that I, I think is interesting in the fact that Iowa fans, I, I, I think after the 2015 season, obviously you go 12-0 and and you go to the Rose Bowl, and even if and you had a lot back, there's a lot of excitement. Um, I think, though, for a team that went 8-4 and four, um, and lost four players to the NFL, um, Early, right? And we're not talking about losing four seniors. We're talking about losing four early exits to the NFL. Uh, a lot of talent. I think this is as much excitement as we've had around from the Iowa Hawkeye fans in terms of what they're expecting to see on the field. I don't know if anybody's so hyped up on the number of wins, but I think there's a lot of excitement. I think that's the direction I'm going to about this team. It's going to be a fun team to watch. Well, no question about that. It's going to be a fun team to watch. You've got a senior quarterback who's now a three-year starter, Nate Stanley. Uh, you know, and quite frankly, in order for the Hawks to uh, really have a great year, he needs to have a great year. You know, I love the junction. Your buddies walk by, you, you wave at him. The guy's walking by, you know, you got, regardless. And so Nate Stanley's got to have a great year. I think there's a lot of hype, obviously, for A.J. Epinesa. He's on everybody's All-American team. He's uh, preseason All-Big Ten, all of these other things, every watch list you can imagine. So there's individual players that are certainly hyped up. Iowa has some skill position needs, I think, that both you and I would agree that in order for them to have a breakout year, a 11-1, and 10-2 season, that the wide receivers, for example, have got to step their game up, become more explosive, and have big plays. I heard 
the other day that the Hawks were like 11th or 12th in the Big Ten last year on plays like over 20 yards. And that that is going to have to be a key element. We get the wide receivers going. Running game works all that better. You can't stack the box. Got talented running backs coming back. Got a good old offensive line. New center, Tyler Linderbaum. New center's a new guard, but. And the guards, the guards are, are right? they're, they're new to playing. They're not new to the program. And if Van Wert, who is hurt and probably won't play this week, if he's there, he's played quite a bit too. But yeah, new center, absolutely, and Linderbaum. And that's a, that's, that was an experiment during, uh, during the bowl practice that's taken root. And you know, when they feel good about a center that's a good young center, they must feel really good about the talent that they've got there. So that's true. You know, one of the things I thought when you mentioned the big plays, if you go back and you look at uh, last year's biggest victory, I think the bowl game had to be arguably the biggest win that they had. You know, Mississippi State, very talented team, uh, a lot of speed. Um, the Hawks actually had trouble moving the football at times, but they got the big play in that game, right? And I think you're right. This is this is what the Iowa um, the, the difference between this offense being good and really good will probably be. Can you hit the home run every once in a while? Did we have a, a breakaway run for a touchdown last year? I don't, I don't think, think so. so. I don't think um, so. You, you were missing that. Um, in the Penn State game, the breakaway touchdown, the, the wide-open bomb that you had that, uh, that Stanley overthrew T.J. Hawkinson running wide by himself down the middle of the field would have given you a two-touchdown lead in that first half. Those are the plays that you have to be able to make to blow a game wide open to win them on the road. Those are the plays that are going to keep you. Uh, if you happen to fall behind, you need to be able to hit a home run here and there. And I think you're right. Maybe that's why people are excited because this may be the best amount of speed and maybe the deepest receiving core they've had some time. And certainly, it's all over to play. Right. And apparently, we're waiting for Jim Harbaugh to let the Kinnick uh, crowd noise go down because he can't hear, as I recall. And the yeah. great game yeah, of 1985. That was a great comment. Where, where he was turning around going to Bo, I can't hear, I can't move. Um, and all that did, of course, was make the uh, the crowd noisier. And, and of course, back then they're going north end zone where the students sat. Yes. And now the north end zone is all done, ready for patrons, uh, and, liquor sales, uh, studios, the whole deal. And it will be louder there than it was when Harbaugh <laughs> encountered it in 1985. Yeah, no question. Simply because of the construction. Yeah. And and the big new scoreboard that will work, which will help us who sit in the northeast side. It's a, uh, it really is beautiful. I had a chance to go through there with the rest of the media, uh, you know, on media day. Did you wear a hat that said press? Uh, I, I lost my little press tag. Uh, Actually, they took it away from me back when I was – I ever told you that story? Uh, it doesn't matter. I, I had a laminated card that just said media on it, and I used it to park in the uh, Kinnick parking lot while I was at KXIC. That's all it said. And especially one of the cops finally said, that's not the media pass that we give out. I don't know. Okay, so anyway <laughs> – not, but, um, no, I didn't have a little... $28 in parking right. later. Right, exactly. But, um, no, it, it's a beautiful facility. It really is. And, of course, we saw what it could do noise-wise last year. It'll be even a little bit more this year with it glassed in there around the uh, around the area and around the, around the, the boxes. So it's going to be something. That scoreboard is uh, it's it's a carbon copy of the other end, and it's huge. And so that's going to be 
a nice addition. And, of course, the tunnel, what they've done with the tunnel for the kids coming out of there. Have you seen this? No, I haven't. You haven't seen this? I haven't seen it. Uh, it's been all over a little bit of Twitter. Call, call, call me missing out. All right. So when they come down the tunnel, they have painted it black. Right? Oh, no, the Hawkeye the, the Tunnel. The Hawkeye Tunnel. Yes, yes, I have seen and, it. And they've got lighting in there with all kinds of slogans, slogans yes. and words and swarm and Hawkeyes and Iowa and family and uh, journey and things like that that are, are going to be really cool, too. So I think they've done some neat things in the stadium for for uh, for just about everybody. And um, I even think, you know, I was noticing there's upgrades there that you don't even know about. I think they poured some new concrete in various parts. Cause they were there looking down. You could tell where they still had work to do and so there's a lot that's been done at Kinnick. The atmosphere is going to be great. And I think what, you're, what Iowa fans are just looking for is a football team that can transcend the seven and eight win level. And unfortunately... I think we won nine last year. Well, eventually, yes. Well, not eventually. Yeah, the right, season ended. Right, so right. Can they do better in the regular season and get to a higher level bowl game? Um, which, by the way, there's nothing wrong with the Outback Bowl. I think people, uh, it's kind of interesting. Well, it's only because that, we've right? gone so many times. I, I know, I know. But I, but do you go, do you take another step? And, and I'll tell you what, if they get through this year at 8-4 and four or 9-3, and three, that's a much better that's a much better uh, team than last year because this is a tough schedule. Based on the schedule, certainly all five road games are, are very, very difficult that the Hawks have. You got your Iowa State. You got your Michigan. I'm doing this from memory. Okay. Northwestern. You don't have a memory? Wisconsin. And who's the fifth road team that we go to? Nebraska. Nebraska. Oh, yeah, those guys. Everybody's rated with uh, everybody's rated uh, that they play on the road. Right? I believe that every team outside of Miami, Middle Tennessee State, Rutgers and Illinois will be in the top twenty-five at some point this year. Purdue, Purdue's right there. They lost some people, but um, but I think you know Jeff Brown's got that program going. They're, they're going to their defense won't be as good, so that might give them some trouble. But their offense is still going to be very very good. And so you're right. I think everybody will at some point in time be rated, with the exception of those that handful there. Um, and and so you're going. This is as tough of a schedule as Iowa's had um, in quite some time. No question by the ratings. The other thing is, is you got all these games on the road. If you had a few more of them at home, you might feel a little bit more. You got Penn State at home. You got Purdue at home. And Minnesota. You got Minnesota at home. And, and you know, I don't think, obviously, anybody's going to sleep on any one of those three teams. Uh, Minnesota's coming in with all their row the boat and all that other business, as they usually do. Under the uh, new biggest they cheerleader. Ret- they return a ton of talent. That's, that's they don't crazy. have a quarterback. going to say there's, there's. They have a great receiver who can catch the ball from the can throw it. Right. You know, and they have good running backs, which is fine. But as Iowa has found out, and other teams have found out, if you're one-dimensional, you're going to get stuffed. And you know, going back to the Hawks, there's no question that the big plays we need. But Iowa needs to be able to establish a running game, use those big tackles uh, that are both likely going to be first-round draft choices eventually, and hopefully one of them stays this year. Uh, But if they both go, they both go. Um, That has been the way of the world lately as it relates to uh, underclassmen, and so be it. But nevertheless, Iowa has to take advantage and enjoy the fact that they've got two beautiful pro tackles who can plow the line. If you got the twins starting to guard this week, Levi and Landon Paulson, 
and the new center, and they become cohesive, get that running game going with Sargent, with Thorne Young, with Icam, right? Yep, Icam. Icam, get him going, and get all three of those guys. And let's not forget this. I was averaged like 32 points a game last year. Yeah, with, uh, with, a, with one of their less productive running games in quite some time, they did average. They did lead the Big Ten in, in uh, I thought they led the Big Ten in scoring. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I want to go back and look, but uh, if not, so. they were right close. Not yeah. they, were, they were right They were close. certainly a tough three. Um, but they, they, uh, and they had one of their better scoring teams in the last couple of decades, actually. Some of that was you ran up scores at Minnesota, ran up scores at Indiana, and then you struggled against Northwestern and such. But, no, you're right. Let's not forget they did score points with that offense last year. I think everybody just worries about can you replace the two tight ends. But I think – so let's talk about this here, though, aside from the tight ends. We'll go back to that because Nate Whiting is, is somebody we want to we mention because I think he's been undersold a lot. But let's uh, – let's, uh, you know what? Let's take a commercial and then we'll come back because what I want to talk about is the running back now. The, the depth, not depth. depth. Uh, well, nah, there it is. The the, the, uh, the big Iowa hating running back thing got. But there's there's three guys and there's two more. This is shaping up to be a deep backfield. Knock on whatever I can, right? But let's talk about that when we come back. What is that? What is that? All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700, the champ. And we're back here on the Hawkeye. Hello, Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you. Actually live at G-Mix now after a little equipment uh, revamp, taking care of everything. Get ourselves out of my, my dreams into, into my car. Anyway, we're here in uh, G-Mix, Dave Creighton getting his headset back on as we uh, start to break down Iowa and Miami coming up here this weekend, 6.30 on Fox Sports 1. Uh, Dave, we were talking about the running back, so uh, and I don't want to... I don't want to jinx it. Over the years, we've had a little little problem here and there. What's that called? Airbag? Yeah. What was the great? No, it was the great Iowa. It great was a a i r h b g. Running back something. hating God. Or right? Something like the Iowa that. running back hating God. Here's the deal. Right now, Iowa has a little bit of a wealth of, of runners at the at that spot. Makai Sargent uh, has apparently had a great off season and has done very very well in terms of of uh, lifting his game up. Torin Young is right behind him, and now you remember, uh, Ivor Kelly Martin started last year as the number one running back, got hurt, and was surpassed by the two of those. And he now still, even though he's fully healthy, he's still at third string. So the other guys have taken a step forward. They really like what Sargent's doing with finding his cutback lanes, and that's really good considering that's the type of runner he's going to be. He's not exactly the biggest back in the world, but if he can find those holes, he becomes a Fred Russell-like guy. Now, on top of all this, Shadrick Bird, uh, I believe Alabama, maybe. Georgia? No, the Goodson kids from Georgia. Oh. And the Goodson kid, both yes. of them. Oh, where is he from? Yes. Yes. Both of those kids from down south have had a terrific camp as well. And Kirk is talking about them playing at least a little bit. You know, they get the four games this year where they can play and not redshirt. So I would expect to see them on some kickoff duty uh, and maybe late in the game against Middle Tennessee or Miami this week. You may see those guys running the football. Clearly, they don't know the offense the way they might need to. But on the other hand, they're very, very talented, and I've seen the Goodson kid on TV before. For he is good. He is good, son. And uh, yeah, see how see what I did there. Yeah, no question, he's good. And uh, there's a lot of talent there. And it would 
the future is bright in the running back department. But there's no question in my mind that Torn Young is somewhat the key here. I mean, I believe Sargent is going to be the guy, uh, the starter who's going to get. And certainly in the last four games last season, he performed incredibly well. But how exciting would it be to see Torn Young get in there and pound his way for 120 yards sometime on 22 carries? Uh, and have Sargent have 18 carries for 85, and then all of a sudden you got a 200-yard rushing attack. Well, and, and if you're going to want to have what we said, you need a. If you're going to want somebody to be a breakaway back, somebody who can take the ball 65 yards on a, uh, you know, or 70 yards off of a, of a carry on a cutback lane, you're going to have to have a second running back, right? You're going to have to have guys with fresh legs. Um, neither one of these guys did that last year. And didn't really have, didn't appear to have that uh, in, in their repertoire. Now, I, I would hope that they're getting to that point. But, yeah, I think you have to have a second back, if not a third back, you know, in the Iowa scheme. And, by the way, Iowa likes to throw the ball to Sargent out of the backfield, and Young becomes more of a guy that you're going to run a little more north-south with. So it's flexibility you want to have, and then IKM can definitely play. Well, there's no question about that. And it's interesting. At the Iowa State Fair, I, I uh, had the opportunity to talk to uh, Gary Dolphin. Yeah. And uh, old buddy boy, Eddie Podolak. And I looked at Gary and I said, I don't think any of us appreciated how good Akron Wadley really was uh, when he was there at Iowa. I think I think we were all, I don't know, mostly skeptical, I think, as we watched. And, and yet he was a very good, very productive runner. Obviously, he's still playing i think with the titans or is he he's on a practice squad now he went up to cfl for a while he was in that new league before that i'm not sure where he is right now he got hurt for a while but nevertheless the last year he certainly was playing with the titans for for some period of time and you know here's the thing i when you have somebody who's better than you think that they are and and I don't believe any of us as fans had any understanding of how really how good that he was I really don't. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. So I'm gonna disagree with you in the, the, no the appreciation way. fact. Okay. Uh, the f- appreciation factor. I knew he was good. Right. I knew he was really good. I don't think we appreciated how much he did on his own. I think. I think from a standpoint of, I thought he made a, more out of what he what he was given uh, on his talent. Right. And he did some special things. A long touchdown to, to you know against right. Iowa State. And, but. I will also say, I think you're right, I think it was underappreciated the fact that he may not have had a whole lot of room to run a bunch of times, and he made a lot on his own. He was a, he was a, a multiple type of a back. He wasn't just the type of guy that could cut back. He carried guys from time to time. There was more there. I would agree. And then when you moved him along, it wasn't like you, the cupboard was bare. These guys are pretty good, but he certainly didn't appreciate him. Now. Do we have better holes to run through this year? Hopefully, does he yes. see more? Hopefully, you're going to have good pass blocking. I believe out of you know these with these two tackles. It's a matter of can you open the holes, and do they have they have they uh, changed the offense at all or, or figured out how to how to get the ball into the hands of these guys? Last year, the offense very much directed around throwing to the tight ends. This year, the offensive uh, the, the offensive weaponry is going to be in the backfield. They always have liked to run, but now you're going to be looking at throwing to those wide receivers a little bit more. I think Whiting is a guy they say can catch the ball with the best of them. He said, you know, they said at media day, look, he'll catch anything you throw next to him. The problem for him is he just doesn't have the Hawkinson or Fant speed, right? He may be a better blocker than one of the two of them. Well, uh, certainly, the way they put right. So, um, 
you know, I think you're going to have a good tight end. We'll see what happens with Sean Beyer. Um, it sounds like that he's back off of injury. Now, Drew Cook had moved into that second uh, tight end spot, the uh, the son of uh, the Marv great Marv Cook, the great Marv Cook, who started as a quarterback at Iowa a couple years ago now. Uh, Drew Cook did, but now he moved into the tight end. So he's in the two deep, but it sounds like Byer's on his way back. Byer, a kid out of Cedar Rapids, Kennedy, came in as a, uh, a, a number of different athletic positions and, and could play in that spot. But I do think that the running back is going to be, going to be something that, that this year Iowa's going to have the depth in. Now, from a receiver standpoint, they say one of the greatest improvements on the team has been in Amir Smith-Marset, which is amazing because I thought he's pretty good. Well, I thought he was certainly the best receiver that Iowa had uh, from a consistency standpoint, although easily, you know, obviously had a great game in the bowl game. MVP, if I'm not mistaken. I believe. And uh, it's also interesting, is it Nico... Ragaini, I think. Rag- Ragaini, I believe. All right. That, well, I've got, if only I had a media If guy, only he had a phonetic pronunciation we'll, of we'll, his we'll name. We'll get that somewhere. But, yes. ni- but Nico apparently stepped right into that role. And obviously, you know, every Hawkeye fan out there is sitting here waiting and hoping for Oliver Martin. And if they don't get him this year, obviously, you know, you're going to have him for two more years after, after this. But if he comes back, he immediately adds experience. Not in the Iowa system necessarily, but experience, and he and he adds a tremendous amount of of size. He was a great receiver, Iowa City West. Um, it would be so exciting, and trust me, the first time he runs on the, runs, field, the, the, runs on gonna, the field, yeah. that the entire yeah. all of Kinnick Stadium. He is, is gonna, the legend right now of Oliver Martin. He's right? he's Willie Guy. Yeah. Well, let's hope he's not Willie Guy. Maybe a little bit better than Willie Guy. He's well, legendary in that way. Yes. What was the first thing that Willie Guy ever did when he was on a football field at, for a Hawkeye? Remember what he did? Return a punt. Return a kickoff for a kickoff touchdown. But didn't have much of a career action. I'm just saying. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Here's the thing. that Supposedly, from, from, uh, from all reports, uh, Oliver Martin, number one, uh, can make the tough catches in traffic, which um, a lot of guys have had a tough time doing for Iowa over the last couple of years. Number two, he runs great routes, right? This is one of the reasons why he was so highly sought after coming out of high school. He's got speed, but it's not blazing speed. He just runs good routes. So when you put all that together, he's, I mean, he's running with the ones when they're, when they're uh, practicing right now. That's as if Kirk feels like he's going to have him and going to have him in the lineup. Now, again, Kirk says today, well, it's still with the NCAA. We're expecting to hear in the next couple of days. We'll let you know. So let's just speculate real quickly here because everybody else that seems to be going through this process seems to hear in about a week to ten days. No, and it's a three-week deal. Okay, well, this has been since, uh, what, June 20th? No, no, July. We're like on the fourth week. We are on the fourth week. You think so? Yeah, I, somebody. I remember Kirk. Said somebody they did. It took him a while to somebody, get the paperwork turned. Somebody in, had it. Uh, it's on actually on Tom's on Hawkeye Report. We're going to talk Tom at, in, during our next segment. Um, Lord willing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Lord well, willing. so uh, okay, maybe it's. It seems like it's taken a while now. He they hired an attorney before they went into this, which was interesting. Um, really, there's. It's been tight lipped, right? Uh, I'm are sure they waiting are on people, Harbaugh? I don't know. Did they? Did, did, is that part of the equation? Yes. The NCAA... No. Apparently, the old head since coach. Since when? I, I don't know. Since since today, since 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 this, he's Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. No. Since this transfer portal thing has come out, allegedly, the ex 
head football coach has a tremendous amount of input as it relates to why either, either the person transferred, the blessing, if you will, or yeah. not. Now, consider the fact that Jake Rudock transferred to Michigan. And, and, I was, and now he was a graduate. Uh, it didn't matter then. Yeah, so there was no blessing required. Yeah. Speaking of graduates, the Hawks are putting... Uh, yeah, I saw that. Caps and tassels on the 10 guys who've already graduated. Or, right, they're graduating this year. Right. No, they're, no, already graduated. Oh, I thought they were guys that were graduating this already year. Already oh, graduated. Well, you could, okay. you could put them on every senior? I think that's what they were going for. No, no, no. The 10 guys who've already graduated. The Matt Leinerts. The of, guys who are just playing football to play football. That's they're right. They're taking dance dance lessons or their MBAs or whatever. That's a cool. That's a that's a neat thing. I'll go right back by their number on the on the back of their helmet. Yes. I saw that. So um, as we as we trip along here real quickly, I think feel like since we shortened up that first uh, segment that we've got a couple things we need to get to. Biggest worry for me so far going into the year. I don't think I need to worry about it just yet because based on what's happened in practice the last few weeks. The kick, but you forget, everybody forgets how important and how good the kicking game was last year. We got two new kickers this year vying for time. Are we taking a break? We We're are. We're being forced into a break. All Perfect. right, we'll come back. Just a couple minutes here on 1700, the Hawkeye Huddle. You're listening to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Rich on 1700, the champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. And we're back here at G Migs, Brett Rich, Dave Creighton Jr. Valley Junction, West Moines. You can come by and say hi for the next 20 minutes or so, and then uh, we'll be back every Tuesday all the way through the basketball season. For the next 30 weeks. That's the way it works. This is how it's our home away from home. This is how we get paid. It, sort with of. our scramble today, did you notice we have not ordered a single I have. I have not. Uh, I, our, it's yeah. going to be the cheapest GMIG night in, in, the, every, history in the history of, of GMIG's nights. Yes. Well, we'll take care of that the rest of the year. Plenty, yeah. of, plenty of stuff we can spend spend our money on. Uh, let's not spend any more time, though. Tom Caker of HawkeyeReport.com is on the line with us. We appreciate him joining us for the 16th year. Good afternoon, Tom. Has it been 16? Isn't that amazing? And you haven't yeah. broke up with we're, us we're once. Not, we're, not, uh, we're not up to Kirk Ferentz's 21st year, but uh, we're, we're closing. Right. Well, I, we'll never Although catch he'll him. Keep, he'll keep going ahead of us, too. That's so. right. That's right. Well, I, I said uh, a little earlier this year that if, if our show were a kid, he could drive a car at this point, which oh, is how long we've been doing this. Our kids are all grown up and off to college and uh, working and whatnot, so uh, it, that's that's how long we've been in. And Tom's been with us, quite, uh, for I think, for the whole time. The so entire time. It. So uh, at HawkeyeReport.com, Tom. I've been noticing on your message boards that people are thoroughly ready for football. I mean, they're finding anything they can to talk about these days because they really want to see the Hawks play some football. And, and I tell you, there seems to be a little bit there's, – there's a lot more optimism about this team um, I, than I think I've seen out of teams that didn't come off like a 10- or 12-win season. Usually those are the ones where people are real optimistic. There's a lot of optimism surrounding this team. Yeah, and – and some of it's kind of been fed by those of us in the media. It's it's just been interesting. There's a lot. I just noticed some stuff from folks who cover the team, and it's it's a lot of boy. If they don't win the West, it's a disappointing season. And I'm like, have you looked at the schedule? Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm like the schedule is just it. You know, this team. Yeah, it's built for it, but. Um, you know, with senior quarterback, and you've got uh, you know bookend tackles that are great, and 
Uh, you, know, you know, Phil Parker's going to have a good defense, but that schedule just, I mean, that's thats the great equalizer, and I'm just not sure I'd be ready to, to crown them, to say it's a disappointment if they don't go to Indy based on uh, based on that schedule and those road well, games. Well, you, you know, they've been, they've been predicted by any number of magazines and the media and any number of uh, stations and, and television outlets, what, anywhere from sixth in the, or, you know, sixth in the big uh, 10 West to, to first. So it's been all over the map. A lot of the people that like them do like the fact they got the senior quarterback in Stanley. Uh, and we haven't really had a chance to break him down much so far in the show, Tom. But one of the things that's been a little bit interesting is I've heard, you know, you hear Kirk talking a little bit about him. You've heard some other things. Um, it's different comments here and there. Certainly, he's a steadying influence, but I'm, it almost sounds like he hasn't had maybe the greatest camp of all time. And I don't. I'm just you're around there a lot more, talking to a lot more guys. Is that just them tempering our expectations of him, or has he felt a little bit of the pressure? Do you think of being that senior quarterback going into this year? I, I don't know that anybody is other than you know, kind of a lukewarm feel from a one-day look by the Big Ten Network, I, I'm I'm just sort of puzzled where this narrative of, well, Stanley really didn't have a great camp or a great fall has come from. I mean, I think people are just, it's because we don't get to look at it much, honestly. Right. Um, you know, we get a snapshot at Kids Day, we get a snapshot from whatever the Big Ten Network people say. Um, and I'll note there were a lot of guys that were out that day. Uh, that the Big Ten Network was there that uh, probably could help out offensively. So <laughs> I, I'm just – I'm not too worried about Stanley. Um, I, I'll say this. I, I am – he's going to have to show us on the road. In, I mean, he did it at Iowa State his first year, and, and but that was as much Akron Wadley as it was Nate Stanley. Um, but in Big Ten games, he's got to figure out a way to win those road games late, like – the Penn State game that got away from him last year. He's got to win those games. And his record and and, and actually his percentage is, is much, much better against teams with poor defenses, you know, the unrated teams. So we'll have to see if that can turn around because there are some – there's a ton of rated teams in this schedule, right, David? Well, yeah, there's no question. It was in the first segment, Tom, we were talking about the road games, and, and all five of those road games are very difficult, obviously going to Iowa State week three. But, you know, first and foremost, the Hawks – I think need to get off to a really good start here. We got Miami this week. It's, I mean, they're a MAC team that probably will challenge for their division in the MAC. But outside of that, they're, you know, if they win six or seven games, I mean, they're going to have to consider that a good year if they get bowl eligible. Don't you think that's about true, Tom? Yeah, I, I talked to their play-by-play guy, uh, Steve Baker, the other day, and he's just, I think just based on what he said, um, that Chuck Martin's basically going to use these first three of the first four games are against at Iowa, at Ohio State, at Cincinnati. Uh, so um, that's that's a daunting task. And, and he's just going to try and figure out his football team and try and find a quarterback. So I, it just sounds like they're going to try and play three quarterbacks who have never played in a college game uh, on Saturday. So... That's sort of like red meat for Phil Parker, in my opinion. That's why I'm just I'm sort of thinking that Iowa's defense should should rule the day uh, on on Saturday under the lights at Kinnick. I mean, it's just 
you know, I, I, I think Miami might be running into a little bit of a buzzsaw. Well, and it sounded like Phil is uh, Phil's not one to, to uh, give in to hyperbole, but, boy, it sure sounds like he's loving the depth that he's developing on the defensive line, all over the defense, but really on that defensive line where you're plugging in a bunch of new guys, but it sounds like they, they're really impressed with all, a good number of them. Yeah, I'll tell you, though, last week when we visited with Phil, about as cranky as I've seen him in a while, um, and that just tells me Phil's not completely pleased with everything he's seeing. Uh, I think he's a little bit worried about maybe his free safety play just because Merriweather hasn't taken off, and uh, uh, you could see uh, uh, Cornyn come in there maybe, or Corner come in there. And, Kerner. And maybe, Kerner? Yeah, That's Kerner Jack Kerner from West Moines Valley, isn't it? Yeah, uh, Dowling. Yeah, yeah. Dowling. Dowling, yeah. You could see uh, Kernan come in there and maybe supplant him. Uh, you know, if there's a struggle, a la Lax last year when you saw Amani Jones, 14 plays in, get sent to the bench and never to return as the starting middle linebacker. And Jack Hockaday went in there and filled that role. And, of course, uh, Monty Jones ends up as a defensive end now, so we'll see how that works out. Okay, hey, Tom, we're kind of pressed because uh, we got behind today, but we appreciate you checking in. As long as it works out, we'll talk to you next week, okay? Okay, sounds good. Thanks for having me on again this year, guys. You, thank you, Tom. Tom Caker yep. of HawkeyeReport.com. And get uh, seriously, get out there and check it out if you haven't. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's literally up on my desktop all day. Every day. <laughs> no, it's not. You have fake Excel spreadsheets up there. I, I ha- well, I have to be able to switch over to Actually, something. fake PowerPoint. Fake pres- PowerPoints. PowerPoint presentations. I just generally stare at my screen. It looks like I'm working, but I'm not. You're management material there I at am. Wells Fargo. I am. I am. Uh, a, a couple of the, the – before we get into um, what we think of the schedule and what's going to happen this year – couple of other thoughts we talked about we were just starting to talk about the kicking game you've got Duncan and Shudak uh Sleep Dalton is going to take over as a transfer from Arizona State why wouldn't he he's like 73 years old it, he's going to take over as the punter apparently had he a very good camp he punted during the Super Bowl of 30 did he Ought 30 Ought 30 no, not 30 the, uh, the Australian rules Super Bowl are we down to four minutes uh, right. two minutes down to two minutes <laughs> oh okay no time talk kickers uh, let's take a hit it for the Templeton Rye last call. Actually, ho- hopefully Rye. the new Foundry Distillery last call is. Oh, really? Is yes. that what we're moving to? I believe that is going to be the case. But nevertheless, Foundry so, Distillery down here in the junction. The Scotty Bush Scott is moving Bush. us over there. That's okay. right. All right. So uh, I'll go first. Okay. It's a it's a layup. We got to go with the season and the win. Okay. The season, well, so the tonight uh, the Hawks are going to win Saturday night, and I think they're going to I think they're going to put a point. So I think it's going to be like forty five to ten, forty five fourteen, something like that. And uh, I think everybody's going to walk out of Kinnick Saturday night very happy. My season total is ten. I got them going ten and two. I have faith in Nate Stanley. I have faith that they're going to go to Wisconsin and win, and I have faith that they're going to win at Northwestern. And Iowa State. And Iowa State. And Iowa State. I think they're going to lose at Michigan. And there's another road game. I oh, Not Nebraska. They're not losing there. All right. So. Regardless. But they're going to go to the Big Ten Championship. I've already got my hotel re- reserve. I'm sure you as do. As I do every year. And it only worked out once, but it, <laughs> but it worked out, right? Um, no, it, it's, it's very possible. To me, I, Nate Stanley is such a wild card in this because when he played last year, played well last year, they were obviously a much better football team. 
He's a big a big wild card. There are a number of them there, enough of them there to where I feel like this is going to be tougher than we want it to be. It's a better football team all the way around in most areas, and yet at the same time the schedule's really hard. I think <sighs> tempted to go 7-5. and five. Oh, of course you will. But go ahead, do it. No, I'm going 8-4. I'm going 8-4. That's not a hard one. That gets them over the, num- the number of Vegas. It gets them on the upper side of that at 8-4. Eight 8-4. And four. Eight and four. I, I do think you lose at Iowa State. I think you lose at Nebraska. I think you lose at Michigan. They're not losing at Nebraska. I think they are losing at Nebraska. It's Why does time. everybody think Nebraska's so freaking good? I don't think Nebraska's good. I just think it's the time for them. I think it's one of those to lose. And I think they stub their toes somewhere at home, but they get one on the road, so they go 8-4. and four. And I think that's about where we're going to be. I hope... I feel like they have the potential to do what you said. Ten and two sound is so. What do you doable. got on Saturday? Saturday, I got a uh, go straight with the number thirty-one to what, what, no thirty-five oh. to fourteen. Right? Way to step no, out there. That's no. under. Uh, no, I, no. I, twenty-one uh, is the is a point spread. Twenty-one is a point spread. So thirty-one ten. That sound good? You you're so. No, actually, I like Iowa to score more points than Good Lord, this Lord, I, I, I like 42. 42 this week. 42 to 10. I do think uh, somewhere a little bit higher than that. This will be a, a much much uh, higher scoring team. I think against some of these teams that that, uh, that maybe don't have quite as much talent and depth, I think Iowa is going to be. This is going to be the year they start wearing people down again. I hope and so. And they score three touchdowns in the fourth quarter in some of these games just on the ground. And I think that's going to be there. So That would be spectacular because Hawk fans love nothing more than late in that game, the pound. Yeah. The Jordan Kanzari 22 well, carries yeah. in a row or whatever it was. Because Iowa, Iowa fans don't like to see it go away, right? They don't like to see us grounding the ball and then punting. You know, one thing we forgot. Thanks to our great sponsors, Kozlowski Law, G-Migs. We'll be back next week on the Hawkeye Huddle here at G-Migs, 1700, the champ. The champ.